Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. From Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm Stephen Licorice, and this is the Autosport Podcast. It's Easter this weekend, and in terms of UK national motorsport, that means one thing, the British GT season opener at Alton Park. This staple fixture of the national motorsport schedule has been absent for the past two years due to the coronavirus pandemic, but British GT and its supporting series, including GB3, are back to their traditional curtain-raising event this weekend. I'm Autosport's Group National Editor, and I'm joined by Autosport Plus Editor and British GT correspondent James Newbold to look ahead to the new season, and I'm also joined by Stefan Mackley, Autosport's Deputy National Editor, who will be previewing the new GB3 season. So starting with you, James, this is a season with major changes taking place in British GT. Uh, lots of different drivers, lots of different teams. And I guess that the obvious place to start, really, is that um, defending champions Leo Machitsky and Dennis Lind won't be back to defend their title. We had originally been expecting them to be on the grid in their uh, Barwell Lamborghini, but they now won't be. So would you be able to sort of just talk us through briefly why they will not be back this year? Yeah, so following the uh, invasion of, of Ukraine by by Russia, um, there was obviously significant international outcry uh, and motorsport hasn't been immune to that. 
um, Motorsport UK was one of the firmest in, in its response, saying that um, Russian license holders would not be able to, to participate, which immediately put um, the, the, the defending champion's entry uh, into question because Leo Majitsky had a Russian license last year. He has previously entered under uh, a, a UK license, um, but we had the confirmation come through this week that, that that entry would not be on the grid this year. So Barwell is down to, to one entry for Sandy Mitchell, the 2020 champion, together with Adam Ballon. Um, but even so, we've still got a, a, a full season grid of, of 17 GT3 cars. Um, we're expecting 18 at Alton Park this weekend. All the signs are pointing to a, a really exciting season. Different tyres this season. Um, the new DHF compound is, is, has been brought in this year. It had its UK debut last weekend in in GT Cup uh, and there were quite a few uh, British GT regulars on that grid trying to to, to learn this new tyre uh, and among them is is a driver that um, has won the last two GT3 Pro-Am championships just not the overall title um, in Ian Loggie who was driving solo in, in the Ram Racing Mercedes. That's a real statement of intent from my perspective because Loggy didn't do any pre-season testing last year when he was paired with Yelma Berman and together they really struggled a little bit at the start of the season getting uh, getting into the groove really after a, after a long break. This year Ian Loggy's not leaving anything to chance on, on this new tyre. He's been out running in, in GT Cup solo getting all the drive time himself. He's also been racing in GT World Challenge Europe um, which is also using the, the same new tyre this year, um, just all gaining gaining knowledge. And he's going to be joined this year by Jules Gounon for the majority of the races where there's not clashes with his um, other commitments as a Mercedes factory driver in Europe. So a really strong driver lineup. That's going to be one to watch, certainly. And Jules Gounon is, is one of several new faces in the championship this year that we'll, uh, we'll go on to talk about. Yeah, so Ian Loggie is one of the sort of few drivers that stay with the same team, same car, uh, having con- continue some degree of continuity. But as we sort of hinted at before, there's plenty of different faces, different drivers, different teams on the grid. And one of the other Mercedes teams uh, this year is Two Seas Motorsport. And they're back for a full season after a, a partial campaign last year where they made a a winning one-off appearance at Silverstone. Um, they've got former McLaren um, Autosport BRDC award winner Lewis Williamson as part of their team, alongside uh, experienced historics racer James Cottingham. So what do you think their chances could be? Do you think they could be one of the sort of crews to watch this year? I do. I think they could be a real dark horse pair this year. As you mentioned, Two Seas only did the one British GT race last year. They switched to Mercedes after... Um, their first year with McLarens in 2020, where they did win a race at Snetterton, but they had a lot of reliability problems and they they made their decision to, to change to Mercedes. Uh, and that seemed to pay off last year um, when Martin Kodrick and Hunter Abbott, who many people will, will remember from his days in the British Touring Car Championship, um, turned up to, to Silverstone and, and won it. Um, they weren't eligible for points and they didn't do the, the rest of the season. Um, but, but that team has a, a a healthy contingent of of ex Stracker Racing employees who 
um, know that car very well. Williamson, of course, raced for, for Stracker as well and is, you know, being reunited with a lot of the people that, that he's worked with on that car before when they won the 2018 Blancpain Endurance Series Pro-Am title. Williamson, this is his first uh, season back racing in the UK since his days in Formula Renault, which uh, he was going up against Tom Blomqvist for the 2010 Formula Renault UK title. And it was Williamson who ultimately won the the prize test in a McLaren F1 car in in our end of year rewards tests. Uh, Williamson, I spoke to for for the preview. He's really excited for the new season. Um, He's not too bothered about actually, you know, I said to him, We've got Jules Gounon, a Mercedes factory driver in the other in the in the Ram car. Are you excited to benchmark yourself against him? And he said, actually, that's not really something that I'm looking at. I know what I can do from from my days in the Stracker car before. And although he's not been racing very regularly for the last two years, that's kind of just down to misfortune rather than any particular choice. Um, he's only actually done uh, one race in 2020 and, and one in 2021. So um, this year he, he's combining British GT with Lamborghini Super Trofeo so this is going to be his busiest season uh, for a fair few years and together with Cottingham um, he had a really good outing last year in uh, the Ram car at Brands Hatch where he was overtaking people left right and centre very aggressive and his kind of debut in a, in a modern GT car um, he unfortunately tangled with Adam Ballon at, at Paddock Kilbend and, and, and ended his day in the gravel trap but it had been a really tantalising um, showing of, of what he could do in, in the Mercedes so um, yeah really looking forward to seeing what, what they can do together with with two C's back for the full season Aside from those Mercedes crews that you that we've already talked about who else do you think we should be sort of keeping an eye out for in GT3 this year? Well, the aforementioned uh, Sandy Mitchell and Adam Ballon would be would be an obvious one. Barwell Motorsport has won the last two drivers' titles uh, with Sandy Mitchell and Rob Collard in 2020 when they were running as a silver pair, uh, and of course last year with, with Lind and Machitsky. So Barwell is a team with the Lamborghini that you can absolutely never count out. Of course, the Lamborghini also went very strongly last year in the hands of. Phil Keane and Michael Igo with the WPI Motorsport example. Uh, that's an unchanged lineup this year. Um, Igo, a, a very quick driver on his day, um, unfortunately lost the chance of, of taking the title at the final round due to um, a couple of mistakes on the first lap when had they stayed in the position that they were in, um, they might have had a, a fair old shot at it. But um, we, we say this every year, when is Phil Keane going to win a title? Um, it, it could be this year, but there's such strong, there's such strength and depth this year um, that there's any number of, of car crews that you could point to. There's going to be six McLaren 720S GT3s on the grid this year. So that's going to be the best representative of all the cars out there. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing how Martin Plowman and Kelvin Fletcher go, having swapped their Bentley for um, a McLaren this year. The Bentley not known for being a, a particularly kind car on it on its tyres um, over a race stint. And, and we really saw that last year, um, having two races at Donington. Um, it went so well down the Craner curves, un- unmatched in terms of top speed, but then the fiddly final sector, um, the Bentley really tended to struggle and just got picked off there um, time after time. But we know from um, Fletcher getting pole at, at Alton Park last year that he's he's really quick. Um, together they've won uh, the GT4 Pro Am title in in 2019 when they were driving the Beach Dean Aston. So looking forward to seeing how they go. Um, another 
the pair that I'm looking forward to seeing as well uh, in the Balfe Motorsport Audi um, is Sean Balfe, who came close to winning the 2019 title with Rob Bell when, when Balfe was running a, uh, a McLaren. That year, they missed the first round, which was at Alton Park. It was a double head around as it is this weekend. Um, but they had a lot of problems with that car, which was then brand new. Um, which, as it turned out, couldn't be fixed at the track. So from the first two races, they scored no points. And then from the remainder of the season onwards, nobody scored more. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how um, Sean gets on. He's got Adam Carroll alongside him, um, a, a winner in, in most categories he, he's competed in. Um, and he was the teammate of, of Sean Balfe last year when they ran the Audi in International GT Open on the Michelin tyres. So they've got a little bit of learning to do on the Pirelli, but then as has everybody, um, I've, I've written a column for, for this week's magazine that kind of explores what sort of impact the, the Pirellis might have. It's expected to be uh, a faster tyre, um, but naturally as a result of that, one that's maybe going to have a, a lot more wear exerted on the tyres and, and therefore is going to need a bit more management. So um, yeah, it, it might even just be a question of who gets the best understanding from the tyres Another couple of pairings that we should maybe point out that have been doing GT Cup along with Ian Loggy, um, the ABBA Mercedes crew of, of Richard and Sam Neary. Um, they won at Donington last year uh, and they also won the GT Cup title last season. And also the Enduro Motorsport McLaren pair of Marcus Glutton and Morgan Tilbrook. Um, Tilbrook was, was brand new to GT3 racing last year but made a real improvement as the season went on and together they won the uh, the final round of the championship at Donington as well. Both of those car crews did the GT Cup race last weekend along with Ian Loggy so will have done um, got some mileage under their belts and understanding the new tyres which which might prove critical. There's just so many different crews there to sort of be keeping an eye on. Uh, it, it's going to be a really really interesting season to see how it how it all plays out in the end. And it's not just GT3 where things are, are looking interesting, it's also in the in the GT4 class as well, um, where we, there's three drivers that are on the grid that, are, that have previously won that title. Um, we've got Will Burns, who's the, the reigning champion, we've got the 2018 winner, Jack Mitchell, and also going back a bit further, we've got the 2014 winner, uh, Ross Wiley. So do you think... Those some of those drivers are likely to be sort of key contenders in in the second class of of British GT. Absolutely, in in that sense, I think Will Burns was a very very strong driver last year on his return to to British GT in the Century Motorsport BMW. He was paired with Gus Burton last year, and together they romped to the title. It was pretty clear from from very early on in in the season that uh, that pair who 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 had previously been rivals in the Ginetta GT4 Super Cup were going to take some catching um, and they proved the best uh, all-round pair over the course of the season. Burns tended to do the opening stints and when they weren't right at the front in qualifying, he was very, very good on opening laps, making clean, incisive moves and, and they always tended to move forward if they weren't already at the front of the grid. Um, this year, Burns is going to be with Jack Brown, who was a winner last year at Spa with... Ashley Marshall and the Balfe Motorsport McLaren. So Brown knows what it's like to win races. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how he fits in with Burns as a pairing. But I'd expect that you know that's a that's a team under 
um, Nathan Freak that will, will will go very well. Um, as a, as a side note, they're back in uh, GT3 this year for the first time since 2019 with the brand new M4 GT3. Um, Betty Chen from Taiwan is their first announced driver, but as we record this, we haven't yet um, been informed who's going to be her co-driver. But um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how Century manages to, to balance the commitments of, of running GT4 and GT3 cars again for the first time in a couple of years. Jack Mitchell, as you say, coming back is an interesting one. He won the title in 2018 with Century, and he's now lining up with Speedworks in in the Toyota alongside Ginetta Junior graduate Tom Edgar. Um, Mitchell was a race winner in in 2020 in GT3 with the two-seas motorsport McLaren. Uh, And it's not often that you see drivers who've established themselves at GT3 level then go back into GT4. But he... He did that as as a as a pathway into the British Touring Car Championship, where he raced last year with the Cupra Leon, um, built by Team Hart. Um, but he had a, a bit of a, a tricky year as the car was new; it, it was having to be um, developed, and and he was learning his way in touring cars. Um, but he he feels like he he learned a lot from last year, even though the the results don't really show it, and feels like he's a better driver as a result. So. He's coming back into into GT4 with with a bit of a, a point to prove. Um, spoke to him for the preview, and he's really excited to get the season underway. Uh, and then Ross Wiley, as we mentioned in the Veluga Porsche, we don't yet know who he's going to be paired with, but it's a, a, a an ambitious team run by um, Benji Hetherington, a, a former British GT driver himself, um, and and Ross, a, a competitive driver in, in lots of different cars down the years, whether that's whether that's the wonderful sounding Brabham, um, Ferraris, uh, Aston Martins, and, and and Lamborghinis and the like. Um, so it'll be good to see uh, good to see Ross back in the championship. Uh, always a, a friendly face to have a chat to. Um, lots of interesting car crews we haven't mentioned so far um the reigning gt4 pro-am champions darren turner and matt topham who are coming back to to defend their title in the newbridge motorsport aston martin but it should be noted that they missed the first round last year at brands hatch uh, and they they still won that title um the the pro-am title uh, they're now gunning for for the overall crown in in, in GT4. Uh, the difference, of course, being with, with pro-am pairings in GT4, um, that, that they have a shorter pit stop time in the longer races, which which can prove decisive if there's a safety car, for example, just before the pit stop window, um, and the advantage that the in theory faster silver drivers can can build up over the the pros can be negated. So. Um, yeah, we could potentially see this year a, a, a GT4 Pro-Am champion win the GT4 title o- overall as well, which would be the first time that's happened since Graham Johnson and Mike Robinson won it in the Ginetta uh, a couple of years ago for Optima Motorsport. So that would be a really fascinating pairing to see how they get on. Um, they won outright at Silverstone um, on actually Topham, who's a, a, a former Caterham racer. His first British GT start, they won outright, at, at, not outright, because that suggests they beat the GT3 cars, but they won um, overall in GT4. Uh, and Topham also had a had a GT4 class pole uh, at Alton Park, where he, as the AM driver, beat the silver drivers as well, which was a, a, a real big result for him so he's only going to get better and it's going to be interesting to see how they go um against the the, the guys who've won it before who are gunning for a, a second gt4 title which 
nobody has, has ever done before. So lots of exciting subplots to watch there too. Obviously, there's a lot to, to keep an eye on in British GT this season, but it's not just British GT that's getting underway this weekend. We've also got the first round of the GB3 Championship. Some interesting subplots in, in that series as well. And perhaps one of the most interesting is the, the battle between the, the most recent two British F4 champions, both Luke Browning and Matthew Rees, are due to be on the GB3 grid this year. And bringing in Stefan, our GB3 correspondent, um, do you expect those two to be sort of two of the sort of key front runners this year as they make the move into GB3? Yeah, as you say, Stephen, um, you know, two British F4 champions are going to be in the GB3 championship this season. We've got Luke Browning, who's doing a full-time campaign this year. He did a one-off round, actually, at Alton Park last season with Fortec, um, and unsurprisingly, he did quite well. He managed to win a race and get another podium, although he lost um, the podium post-race due to a, a technical infringement that, that wasn't really his fault. Um, and Matthew Reese, who is the reigning British F4 champion as well. Um, I mean, in terms of, I think, drivers, you know, out of those in particular who are going to be able to challenge for the championship. I certainly think Browning is, if not the favourite, he's certainly one of the favourites. Um, last season he did a, uh, he was in ADAC um, Formula 4 with the German championship and he came third overall in that. Um, it, it, having spoken to him, it was very much a learning year. He was learning new tracks. He was living abroad and by himself for the first time. Um, so I think in many ways he was sort of developing as a person as well as a driver. He said that he's he's obviously learned a lot and matured. Um, you know, so coming into this season, he you know the experience that he's got behind him on the track as well. You know, really he should be challenging for the championship if not being the favourite. He's with High Tech. Um, you know, they're. They've been in GB3 now for a couple of seasons. They're obviously a big name in the likes of Formula 2 and um, Formula 3 as well. So he's in the right place. Um, and, you know, there's no reason really why he shouldn't be able to challenge for the championship. Reese, you know, this is only his second season in single-seaters. Um, you know, he managed to win the British F4 Championship last year and, um, you know, did remarkably well. You know, moving up into the GB3 Championship this year it is going to be quite a step up for him. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how he does. He's with JHR. Um, he's actually the only car that they've got confirmed for this season so far, um, which is going to be interesting because obviously he doesn't have the data pool of a th- you know a team running three drivers, for example. But at the same time, he's obviously got that sole focus, and you know JHR. You know they've proven in British F4 they can you know win races and titles. So um, so yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see. But I certainly think out of those two, Browning's the one who is more likely to be challenging for the championship this season. Yeah, it certainly will be interesting to sort of see which of those two does have the upper hand in the in the battle of the of the F4 title winners. Um, but it's far, they're far from the only contenders on the grid, as as you mentioned. It's a, a packed entry for for GB3 this year. So aside from from Browning and Reese, who else do you think we should really be sort of looking out for as as potential contenders for the for the title this year? Yeah, the grid's looking really strong. I mean, we've got more than 20 drivers already confirmed. Um, I mean, we had, I think, 15, 16 drivers confirmed about a month and a half ago, which, you know, is is, is sort of a, a great example of, you know, how well the championship's currently doing and, you know, how it's seen by drivers and, and teams as well in the sort of the single-seater landscape. Um, but yeah, in terms of other drivers, I mean, you know, the the, the, the informed team really is Carlin. Um, they've won the last three drivers' championships with Clement Novalak, who is obviously in F2 now. Um, Kaelin Frederick, who is in FIA F3, and uh, Zach O'Sullivan, who um, won it last year and is also again in FIA F3. Um, 
so as I say, you know, and they've got they've got three drivers, two of whom are coming back for a second season. So you've got Roberto Faria and Javier Segreira as well. Um, Faria came fifth overall in the standings last year with Fortec. He's the highest placed driver who's returning. Uh, managed to win one race at Spa, the reverse grid race. Um, so I mean, those two in particular, you know, you've, you know, you've got to look at and say they're going to be challenging, you know, Browning for the title because again, they're in the right place. They've got that year of experience. Um, you know, there's no reason why they shouldn't be, you know, at least challenging for podiums and sort of being up there on a consistent basis. Um, another returning driver as well. You've got Tom Leban, who's with Elite. Um, you know, the the 2020. Ginetta Junior Champion. It was his first year in single seaters last year. Um, very much a learning year for both him and the team who were new to the championship. Um, but speaking to him, sort of in the off season, he and the team are confident that you know they can start challenging for podiums. Um, you know, the sort of in many ways, there's no reason you know why they can't. You know, everybody's got exactly the same car, um, and in many ways, because the new car has been introduced for this year, which I'm sure we'll, we'll come on to in a minute, it sort of reset the field in a way so data that teams such as Carlin and Fortec had for the last six seven years although it's still relevant it isn't as relevant there is new you know new information that teams are going to have to try and find out um set you know settings that worked base setups that worked last year are, are just not going to work this year in some situations so for a team like Elite that's that's going to be helpful um and then up and down the grid I mean you know you've got the likes of um Max Esterson the American who's um with Douglas Motorsport he won the uh Walt Hayes Trophy last year he's done Formula Ford for um a season he you know he just missed out on the title um the National Formula Ford title last year um so you know again he's he's sort of somebody who's you know, worth sort of keeping an eye on. And going back to Carlin, we've got Callum Voicing, who is making his debut in single-seaters as well. Um, you know, he was obviously really exciting in Janetta Juniors last year. He, you know, started the year really well, faded away a little sort of towards the end. Um, but, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how he's going to get on, you know, as I say, being in Carlin, a team who are no strangers to, to single-seaters. Um, and James Headley as well, um, you know, he's moving up from, from British F4. It was his second season last year. Um, sort of a strange one. I mean, Stephen, you you know better than me, sort of maybe what went on there because, you know, you were following the championship, but started really well and moved to Carlin uh, midway through the year and the campaign just sort of seemed to fall away. But, um, you know, he's he does have actually quite a bit of single-seater experience. Um, I was When I was speaking to Tom Bleben, he was actually saying that James has actually got more experience than he has, even though it's the first time that, that James Headley is going to be doing the GB3 championship this year. He did the final round at the end of last season, but it's certainly going to be his full, first full-time campaign. So, yeah, I mean, you know, the, up and down the grid, you know, there's drivers who are certainly going to be in the mix. I mean, as we've seen over the last couple of years, you know, a second can easily co- cover the top 15 drivers. Um, you know, so if you, if you mess up in qualifying, um, you know, that, in many ways, that's kind of your weekend gone in a way. Um, yes, we do have the reverse grid race as a race three, um, but if you want to be consistently challenging for the championship, you know, you've got to be nailing it every single weekend. As we've seen in the past, you know, you can't afford a, a, a bad weekend. Zach O'Sullivan last year actually managed to to be very consistent throughout the season. But if we look back to the year before with Caelan Frederick, he had an absolute nightmare in Brands Hatch and he basically played catch-up through the entire year. He was by far and away probably the, the quickest driver during the course of the season but because he had that terrible round and just with the way with the point structure it just it basically took him all season to to, to make up that ground to, to Kush Mane. Um and I mean if you go 
to the year before as well when Clement Novak won the championship he won two races all season I think the first I think both of those came in the first three rounds but he didn't record a single DNF until the very last meeting of the year at Donington Park whereas Jonathan Hoggard I think won seven races and more often than not was was the quickest driver but because he'd recorded three four DNFs you know it just adds up and so you don't necessarily almost need to be the quickest driver in this championship what you need is you need to be consistent weekend on weekend and if you do that then there's no reason that the championship itself can't come your way really as you say there's just so many different drivers that that we're looking to be in the mix this year and and it's a great endorsement for what the championship has done as you said earlier Stefan it's a it's a new car for this season and it's a it's a sort of new era for GB3 it's the first full season with its new title Obviously, it began last year being referred to as BRDC British F3, uh, and yet the mid-season name change has done nothing to, to harm its prospects. It's still attracted a really strong cast of, of drivers for this year. And and there's a lot sort of going on with the championship. It's got a new t- TV deal on, on Sky Sports F1 to show highlights, and it extended sort of online coverage of its, its races and the build-up to races as well. So... In terms of where you see the championship at at the moment, um, it seems like it's it's really on the up and it's really sort of hitting the right spot in terms of what junior drivers are looking for in the UK. Yeah, I'm, I mean, obviously, as we've written and talked about over the last couple of months, it's a very interesting time in um, UK junior single-seaters at the minute with both GB3 and British F4 getting a new car and a new championship. GB4, which I, I think we'll come on to sort of a bit later on, um, a, you know, a new championship for this year. Um, yeah, with GB3, I mean, as I've already said, the, you know, the numbers are really good and it's clearly a place that drivers see as a, a viable championship to come and learn their trade, basically. And as you've mentioned before, it's got a new car for this year, which um, again, is from Tatus. It's um, got a slightly improved engine, engine from Mountain, so it's got a bit more power that's kind of to compensate for the um, the extra weight of the halo. So for this year, obviously the the halo head protection device is going to be on the car, which you know, speaking to people up and down the pit lane, the you know they're very happy about, and you know, rightly so, it should be on the cars. Um, but the the biggest increase really is with the downforce, which you know, speaking to people is is creating the the, the new bodywork on the cars is creating twenty to twenty five percent more downforce than the previous model, which you know, is a huge amount. And, you know, speaking to teams and drivers, they're saying that on average, generally, you're looking at about two seconds a lap quicker, which, you know, isn't, you know, it's not an insignificant amount of time. I mean, around tracks like Snetterton, which are a bit longer and with the type of corners that are there, sort of slow hairpins and, and then fast sweeping corners, it's it's close to four seconds, which is a massive, massive time gain. Um, and it comes back to the point about teams that were using the previous data, you know, if you're four seconds a lap quick around a lap, you know, you're going to have to look at different ways of engineering the car. Um, as you'd already mentioned as well, obviously, we, you know, with the TV deal now as well. Um, so there's going to be an hour highlights package on Sky Sports F1 the weekend after the the, the meeting before that. Um, you know, and again, it's another great coup for Jonathan Palmer and, you know, Motorsport Vision, which runs the championship. Um and the performance boost of the cars, I mean, I think the main point here is the, the performance boost of the cars, what it's doing is it's moving it closer to FIA F3. And as I've already mentioned, the past three champions have all moved into that championship. So what it's doing is it's it's cementing its place between F4 championships and FIA F3. And, you know, with this performance boost in the car, that's, that's only going to help 
cement its place, you know, within that gap in the market. Um, and, you know, as I say, it's, it's, it's testament by the fact that all these drivers have signed up, you know, weeks and months in advance, really. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see. I mean, the, the, the new cars look, you know, I've, I've seen them in action. They look great. They've got the side intake, um, which is sort of a bit like the old F3 cars used to have. Um, so, yeah, so to see them in action is, is going to be quite good. Um, what I would say is obviously with that extra downforce, of, as we've seen in F1, these cars don't have DRS um, and Alton Park's a tricky track to drive around at the best of times. So I'm not expecting there to be too much overtaking this weekend. Um, but, you know, that's not to say that it's not going to be an entertaining race. So, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting season, I think. Yeah, definitely. And as you mentioned, it's not just GB3 that's going to be in action at at Holton Park this weekend in terms of single-seaters. There's also the brand-new GB4 Championship, which had its first round at Snetterton earlier this month. And this is for the old uh, Tatus Formula 4 cars that were used in series such as the, the German and Italian Championships. So based on that, that opening round, Stefan, which you, you were at, what do you think we can expect now for the, for the rest of the season starting at... at at Holton Park uh, this weekend. Yeah, as you say, and um, I just mentioned as well, you know, the, the GB4 Championship, I mean, so this is another one from Motorsport Vision and it's basically being billed as an affordable championship or cost-effective championship to get into single-seaters, slicks and wings racing, basically. Um, it's using the old, as you said, the old F4 car in Italy and um, Germany. So there's an abundance of cars around. Um, and MSV themselves, I think, purchased 17 in the off-season um, to then you know, help team teams basically get hold of them to, to use for testing and hope, you know, in their eyes, hopefully racing. Um, as you say, the first round took place at Snetterton at the start of the month um, as part of the CSCC's um, first season opener. Um, and it was, you know, it was, it, it, it was good, you know, I mean, probably nothing to sort of write home about too much. Um, it got 12, 12 cars, which, you know, for a new championship is, is, is not embarrassing, but you know, it's not, the you know it's not the best thing ever um and certainly as the season goes on i think that those numbers are going to have to improve you know they will fluctuate you know i'm fairly sure that there's going to be some drivers who are currently competing who won't do the full season and at the same time i'm sure there'll be new drivers who join certainly there's teams that have registered interest i mean in the off season we we were told 13 teams had registered interest and as it was at the first round we had five so you know that's less than half of the ones who said yes we'd like to do this championship you know they didn't turn up for for whatever reason whether they couldn't get drivers or whether they just said they wanted to do it and and didn't actually sort of want to go through with it for whatever reason um but you know that's not to say that you know that the the quality of racing you know just because there was 12 drivers wasn't very good because it was um we had nicholas taylor who never done a car race before um, you know, he managed to win the race, the first race, took two pole positions. Um, but then, you know, his lack of racecraft, I think, showed because for the second, for the other two races, he sort of fell back and, you know, isn't leading the championship despite, you know, kind of easily being the quickest driver there that, there that weekend. Um, but you've got the likes of Alec, Alex Walker, who nearly won the National Formula 4 Championship last year, and Tom Mills as well, who um, hasn't actually completed a season of racing. He did National Formula Ford as well. And that's when he, uh, because he'd only just turned 16, um, so he's not actually done a full season of racing yet. And, you know, the, the, those three really, I think, are going to be vying for the championship this year. Um, and the, like, as I said earlier on, the whole purpose of this championship is to get drivers who don't have the budget to do British F4, which is, you know, 300 plus. You know, this this really, I, think, I mean, speaking to teams up and down the pit lane, you're looking at 
kind of around 150 grand really so it's you know it's it's half the amount and you know there's these drivers who obviously have talent but just don't have the budget um and you know none of them would be able to do british f4 so the fact that they're able to race in this championship and showcase their talents you know is you know it's no bad thing really in principle um and this as you mentioned the first round that they're going to be in support of gb3 and british gts this weekend um which again you know can only be a good thing for them it can only be a good thing for the teams it's going to raise the profile of the championship a bit more and during the course of the season when it's in support of those championships as well i think um for gb3 it's supporting it's in support of those champi- that championship throughout the season and at british gt for a few others um you know it's 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 going to be a good thing um and you would hope it would grow because you know, for the price point that it is and the coverage that it's getting, if it doesn't start to get drivers, then I think you've got to question, you know, why isn't it getting drivers? Because MSV, you know, as we've seen with GB3, it's, you know, it, it can do things right. It, you know, it's it can run good championships and GB3 is an example of that. So if, if the numbers just aren't increasing for GB4, you know, which hopefully they will, but I think if not, you've got to start to question, you know, is there, is there, there an appetite in the UK for enough drivers with limited budget to want to get into wings and slicks racing or do they just go straight down the you know the gt route which obviously you know james has been talking about yeah that's that's always the 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 really tricky question isn't it because we've seen this increased focus on single seaters here in the uk uh, this year with the introduction of of gb4 and the changes in gb3 and british f4 so it'll be really interesting to see how they all plays out over the course of the season and as you were sort of saying Stefan it's it's too early to make a judgment call on that at the moment we need to wait until realistically the end of the year when we can see how numbers have progressed and changed throughout the course of the entire season before we can sort of definitively say whether or not um, all the changes and introductions and different formats that have have indeed worked um, so as we said right at the start of the podcast this is uh, British GT back to being on its traditional Easter weekend start at Holton Park. So just wanted to sort of, uh, finish the podcast off by asking both of you what you were sort of most looking forward to uh, about the, the weekend and racing getting back underway for these series. So starting with you, James, what's really sort of the, the key thing that you're looking forward to uh, this weekend? Holton Park is one of those tracks that I've actually not been to that many times. I've only been there twice before. So for me, Alton Park still has quite a, a novelty factor, really. Um, I quite enjoy sort of standing trackside there just because it's somewhere that I've, I've not been that many times before. Um, but the the good thing about Alton Park, of course, is that it's it's a fast circuit. The drivers love it. They're always in a, in a good mood driving around there. Um, it does mean that it, it can be quite tricky to overtake and that there there can be there can be fireworks as a result of that um but it 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 can't fail to produce uh, an exciting season opener with with so many cars so many exciting contenders um all uh all all raging to go and and then test out how these new tyres are are going to impact the racing yeah definitely so many different things to sort of keep an eye on and and see how they they all play out and and what about you Stefan? what are you looking forward to the the most about the 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 weekend whether that's from gb3 or the other support series uh in action at at alton park 
I, I know where I'm not looking forward to, which is the near four hour drive to, to get to Alton. As, as James says, because it's kind of out of the way, you know, I think I've only been to it twice as well. It's a great track and, you know, I do enjoy it, but it's, it's not in the best sort of locations for, I think, where we're located in the UK. But um, yeah, I think, I think for me, for, um, you know, what I'm looking forward to the, this weekend is um, just, you know, just, just seeing who, who is the, the fastest driver because, you know, with a new car, there's the excitement around that. And, you know, you you do start to think, oh, I wonder if the pecking order is going to change a little. You know, is, is Carlin still going to sort of be the team to beat? Um, it's going to be interesting to see how, how Browning gets on because obviously he's got experience from other series. You know, he proved last year he was, you know, quick in the old GB3 car. Um, and then the likes of you know the the new drivers for the for the championship like Reese and um, you know Headley as well for a full time campaign, um, and I think that's the you know that's the thing to enjoy with junior single seaters is just seeing the new breed of drivers coming through and sort of in many ways seeing who the stars of you know a bit of a cliche stars of tomorrow are going to be um, you know who who you know potentially the next F one stars are I mean you know look at Zach O'Sullivan you know he won the Amaba award last year and he's a Williams development driver now Ollie Beerman as well he was in that uh, GB3 and he's a Ferrari a dri- a young driver now so you know these these are the drivers who in sort of you know six seven years potentially we could you know be seeing on on an F1 grid so just to see you know the them in action and see what they're capable of is is you know something to to enjoy really obviously plenty to be looking forward to to this weekend and it's not just British GT, GB3 and GB4 in action at Alton Park, it's also marking the first round of the TCR UK season and, and that's a series that's really on the up after a, a few sort of struggles in, when it first launched and uh, among the drivers on the grid this year is uh, former BTCC racer Chris Smiley uh, who's just put together a fairly late deal to, to get on the grid so that would be one to another one to watch and there was also action from the Genetta GT5 challenge and the a guest appearance from the Northern Saloon and Sports Car Series which will be bringing a, a wide variety of, of different machinery for you to look out for uh, for anyone heading to Alton this weekend so hopefully that's sort of whetted your appetite a little bit and given you a bit of an insight into what to expect over the, the course of the coming season as, as, as we said there's plenty of different storylines to focus on and no doubt it'll be an, another exciting year for, for British GT GB3 and the, and the other support series so we hope you enjoy the Alton Park weekend whether you're there or watching the action on, on live streaming and we'll be back soon with another edition of the Autosport Podcast Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.